cue that fancy intro music. It's time to unleash your star power and own your dreams without selling your soul. It's time for some creative freedom. I'm Lisa Robin Young, and I'm a creative entrepreneur just like you. I'm also a business coach, helping people across the creative spectrum make great money doing what they love. If you're done with being the world's best kept secret and ready to shine like the star you are, creative freedom is for you. Let's get started. Picture it. 1985. Big hair, neon colors, Rubik's cubes, and capri pants are all the rage. At Philadelphia High School for Creative and Performing Arts, three schoolmates are putting their heads together to start a new musical group. Instead of using their own names, Grimaldi, Morris, and Nelson, they decided to call themselves Unique Attraction. Three more classmates joined their group, eager to bring their R&B stylings to the masses, and this budding group of vocalists rehearsed in their high school's bathrooms because, well, that's where you find the best acoustics. They also practiced on the street corners near school and their local hangouts. They found inspiration in the music and routines of New Edition and continued to work on their own songs whenever they had the chance. A few years later, they brought a walk-on freshman just as they were saying goodbye to three seniors who would graduate at the end of the school year in 1988. Still, they persisted. They even went through a name change as their group solidified into a five-member ensemble with tight harmonies and soulful vocals that were good enough to get them invited to perform at their school's Valentine's Day party. They got their big break when they snuck into a big concert put on by their local radio station. Their plan was to find Will Smith backstage and perform for him. However, while looking for Smith, they happened to cross paths with new addition member Michael Bivens, who, along with fellow bandmates Ricky Bell and Ronnie DeVoe, were there promoting their newly formed group, Bell Biv DeVoe. Talk about perfect timing. I mean, This group was inspired by and loved New Edition so much that they named themselves after one of their songs. Seeing an opportunity, they did an impromptu performance of one of New Edition's songs, which went over so well that Bivens and everyone in attendance, including other celebrities, were impressed. Bivens gave the group his phone number and told them to give him a call. Nate eventually called him and Bivens agreed to manage and help produce the group, eventually getting them signed to Motown Records. The delay before recording their own material and reported personality conflicts led founding member Mark Nelson to leave the group, making Boys to Men into the quartet that found international fame. This story of not-so-overnight success points to a common problem I find when clients come to me wanting to be the celebrity of their space. Most people think they have a visibility problem. Oh, I just need to get in front of more of the right people. I just need more eyeballs on my work. And that might be true, but let's check a couple of things first. One, are you a master of your work? And by that, I mean, are you dang good at what you do? Do you get great results? Is your talent or skill praised by people outside your circle of friends and family? If you don't have mastery of your subject yet, then you're not ready. But I'm assuming that if you're listening to this episode, then you're like a lot of my clients. You are extremely good at what you do. You've got years of work under your belt, maybe even decades. 
If you're a fusion creative, you've probably got a bunch of credentials to prove your expertise. So if you've got mastery expertise, then you might have a visibility problem. You may in fact be ready for more eyeballs on you and your work, but if it's not happening, the problem is likely rooted in a capacity issue. So it's really a capacity problem, not a visibility problem. Look, it's hard to get in front of more folks when you're already at max capacity. In the case of boys to men, they had their hands full with school and practice and just being teenagers for crying out loud. Would it be great to get a record deal? Sure, but you know, let's handle a few other things first, okay? As seniors, once they'd had a few years of practicing and performing under their belts and school was mostly out of the way, they were ready to take a risk like performing in front of their role models on the spur of the moment. They were ready because they developed mastery of their song styling through years of practice. When you've got a capacity problem, something has to give. And we'll talk more about that in an upcoming episode. But for today, let's assume you're ready and you've got capacity to play to a bigger audience. How do you make the jump from being a big fish in a small pond to a larger one? While you can't control the outcome, there are a few things that you can do. Leverage your local relationships. Give yourself time to both be seen and to deepen relationships with the right folks. Find your consistency rhythm. And above all, don't take it personally when folks act like they don't know you. Before we go much further, let me remind you to grab your copy of the free downloadable that accompanies this week's episode. Point your browser to creativefreedomshow.com, click the Rising Tide link, and log in. If you're not already a member, it's free to register, and we'd love to support you on your entrepreneurial journey. Once you're logged into the dashboard, jump down to Season 7, Episode 8, and your PDF is already there waiting for you. Now, again, I'm assuming you've developed mastery around your great work. I'm assuming you're already good at what you do. We talked a little bit about this in our last episode, because if you aren't, forget about it. You are not ready. Unique Attraction didn't go knocking on New Edition's door three days after they were founded. They spent time in the woodshed, as musicians like to say, honing their craft, paying their dues, as it were. They played a few gigs at school before they got the chance to sneak into a theater and hunt down their idols. Now, I don't recommend sneaking in and hunting down, but that's a whole other story for another day. So if you don't have some level of mastery yet, don't continue with this episode <laughs> because getting famous before you're ready can really screw you up. Not to mention piss off potential clients who don't want to be the guinea pig for your trial and error learning curve. When you look at the online marketing landscape, it is not hard to see the same faces populating the same spaces over and over and over again. A coach will launch their program and you'll see it being promoted by the same familiar faces every year. And that's because they're all connected to each other. They've been on each other's podcasts. They hang out in real life. They've participated in masterminds and group programs together. Many of them were even coming up at the same time in the online space. And while this can become pretty incestuous, from a marketing standpoint, these folks have done an excellent job of being coffee worthy for one another. And I'll link to season seven, episode two, to learn more about what I mean by being coffee worthy if you haven't already heard that episode. They've learned how to leverage their quote unquote local relationships. And by local, I don't necessarily mean folks in your same zip code. I mean 
folks traveling in similar circles to you. Brian May and Roger Taylor originally formed a band called Smile while they were at college. When their lead singer jumped ship, one of their biggest fans, who went to school with their lead singer, jumped at the opportunity to take the leading role, and thus Freddie Mercury stepped in and Queen was born. Just a bunch of college kids, an astrophysics major who's now a PhD, a dentistry student who got bored with it and switched to biology, and an art student with a full three-octave vocal range went on to become one of the most well-known musical acts of the 20th century. Now, your pond may not be big right now or even feel like it's got anyone quote-unquote important in it, but I'd caution you there. You've got a great opportunity to connect and discover rare gems at this stage of the game. So make the most of it. Plus, as you develop those relationships, or if you've already been digging that well before you're thirsty, you can ask folks in your local network to connect you beyond your current borders, whether those borders are geographical or virtual. I have told many stories about how just showing up in a space I'm already connected to and letting people know who I am has opened other doors for me. Not long ago, a colleague was hosting a gathering for podcasters. They had asked for referrals on social media as to whom they should invite. So I raised my hand and asked for the invite. On one hand, I was kind of hurt that they didn't think to invite me in the first place. But at the same time, it's not their job to remember me. It's my job as a business owner and marketer to stay top of mind for my audience. Now, let me say that again for the people in the back. It's your job as business owner and marketer to stay top of mind with your audience. And if you've got someone doing your marketing for you, it may not be your job specifically, but it's the job of your marketing professional to make sure that you're staying on the radar of the folks who impact your business, whether that's clients, potential clients, colleagues, or other evangelists of your work. So I raised my hand and got the invite. I went to the event and it opened doors to several opportunities to appear on other well-respected podcasts. People who were total strangers to me became important new connections because of this one person in my existing network who had essentially <laughs> forgotten about me. So don't downplay the value of anyone in your current circle of influence. Sure, some of those folks are better connected than others, but you never know where an opportunity can sprout. Getting to be on Disney Plus only happened because of someone I knew from high school that I'd all but lost touch with except for a few scant messages in a Facebook group every year or so. You just never know. Be willing to ask folks in your local network to connect you beyond your current borders. And if you see them looking to invite people into new circles, raise your hand and ask for the invite. Now, whether or not you get the invite, it's important to respect those folks for their time and their consideration. Respect the relationships you've already developed because someone might be talking about you right this very moment. And I hope they're saying good things about you. When people refer you, that's their reputation on the line. I was looking for some help with my video marketing strategy and someone came highly recommended to me. I had a conversation with them and felt like they might be able to help me. So I hired them. That was almost a year ago now, and I am still waiting for them to deliver everything they promised me. Now, of course, I've let them know about how unacceptable this is, and they've continued to make promises to make it right that they haven't kept. So I let the person who referred them to me know about it. And you can bet I will never refer them to anyone else because of all the headaches that I've had dealing with this person. 
And it's sad because I like them. I like the work they've done so far. But it's my reputation on the line when someone asks me for a referral. And I don't want that kind of negative connotation associated with me for recommending someone who can't keep their word, regardless of the excuses or the reasons why they weren't able to. So if you get a referral or a recommendation, consider it precious gold. Someone thought highly enough of you to let other people know about you. That's why word of mouth referrals are so valuable, because we don't just hand them out like Halloween candy. Remember that many of the people we look to as successful media moguls and celebrities all started as small fish in a small pond, then became big fish in that pond before moving to a bigger or a different pond. One successful podcaster and vlogger I know began his career as a washed up injured athlete living on his sister's couch. He still tells that story. He parlayed his sports connections into a budding career as a LinkedIn specialist, teaching people how to build relationships on that platform. He then grew that audience into something much bigger and more aligned to the celebrity personality that he's been cultivating for years now. So we all start somewhere. Start where you are and give yourself time to be seen and to build relationships along the way. This isn't overnight success. It doesn't matter what pond you're playing in. You've got to develop and cultivate relationships in it. A friend of mine, who's now deceased, rest his soul, struck up a conversation with a famous celebrity on Twitter. That conversation continued for months and then years until they one day met in person and became actual friends. IRL friends in real life friends, people. She came to the area to do a show and he got tickets and she called him up on stage and they performed together. And she went on to endorse my friend's book and that gave him a whole lot more reach for his work. But it all started with a single tweet right where he was at from his home in Michigan. And it took time. It wasn't send a tweet today, be on stage with me that afternoon. That rarely, if ever, happens. We talk about the KLT factor all the time. Know, like, and trust. People have to know you, like you, and trust you well enough to say yes to whatever you're asking of them. Now, some asks are an easy yes, but the more challenging ones require more credibility. Lady Gaga had an incredible voice even when she was young, but she still had to show up and do the work every day, make the connections, and build relationships with people who could move her career forward. Now, her dad said, I'll pay for your living expenses for a year, and after that, you're on your own. I mean, that's nice work if you can get it. And we all have different levels of privilege or advantages on our career path, but she still had to do the work. She still had to show up at the drag club and sing the songs and be in front of those audience, meeting those people, building relationships with DJs. That takes time. Connecting to one person at a time very rarely results in a record deal. It didn't even happen for Boys to Men. Their first contact with Bivens, while impressive, only netted a phone number and an invitation to call sometime. Had they not kept in touch, they may still be singing on the street corners of Philly, hoping for their big break. It takes some level of consistency, showing up again and again, and being genuine in your engagement. People are more cynical now than ever. They are more protective of themselves, their time, their resources. That's why attention spans are shrinking, and we're seeing more social media platforms moving to micro-content. People will give you a few seconds of their time, but any more than that, you'd better be offering something meaningful. 
And I've said this before, but it bears repeating. Consistency and frequency are not the same thing. You can be very consistent and show up infrequently. That said, finding some level of frequency is important. Again, it's got to be more than once if you want to make the connections that lead to breakthroughs and stay top of mind for your audience. Consistency is about staying on message, on brand. It's being who you hold yourself out to be. And I've told the story before about McDonald's bathrooms. Whenever we would go on road trips as a kid, when we needed to take a bio break, mom pulled into a McDonald's. We rarely ever got food. (laughs) We only used the restroom and then got back on the road. But in her experience, McDonald's bathrooms were always spotless until that one fateful day in New York State when they were a disaster. And we never stopped at a McDonald's again. We didn't go a lot to begin with. We didn't go to McDonald's with much frequency. But when we did go, they were consistently clean. And mom trusted that until they broke her trust. That's the difference between frequency and consistency. You need to find your own consistency rhythm. And there are ways for your company to be consistent with greater frequency without you personally needing to be on that same rhythm. And I think we'll do an episode in the near future about being consistent even when you're not feeling it, since that's something I hear from folks a lot, especially chaotic creatives who like to create when the mood strikes. Which brings me to the last piece of the puzzle. You can't take it personally when folks don't give you the time of day. Canadian musical artist Justin Bieber rolled up on Usher when he was still a nobody kid just getting started, and Usher basically, kindly, gently blew him off. The Biebs was recounting this story um, and has done so several times, and I'll post a link to that uh, the first time Justin Bieber met Usher. Usher was very kind, but basically said, I'm busy and I got to go as he made his way to the studio door. And Bieber was being an enthusiastic kid, just saying, I love your songs. You want to hear me sing one right now? You're the amazing Usher. You're the best. You know, I mean, like he was just really effusive with the praise. And Usher was like, that's nice, kid. But, you know, no thanks. Essentially the same thing that Boys to Men did backstage in Philly. So you can't always control the outcome. Boys to Men backstage. Let me sing you a song. They're like, all right. But Bieber to Usher was like, let me sing you a song. He's like, no, thanks. You can't control the outcome. But that doesn't mean you give up just because someone says no or because it's the first time that someone says no. Keep that enthusiasm. Don't take it personally when folks higher on the visibility scale don't have time for you. There are often more reasons than just not knowing who you are that come into play. Famous people don't have time to invest emotionally into every person who wants 20 seconds of their time, or they never have any time for themselves or the work that they're trying to do. If someone you're trying to connect to says no thanks or gives you crickets, just keep swimming because they'll probably come back around later when you've built more street cred. In my early days as a direct sales coach and trainer, Belinda Ellsworth was one of the big names in the industry. And she actually lived about 10 minutes from my brother-in-law. I think she still does. Uh, And I'd met her a couple of times at conferences, but it wasn't like we really knew each other. And I had invited her to be a guest at my very first direct sales super summit, back when online summits were still a relatively new phenomenon, especially in direct sales. And her people would not give me the time of day, would not return a call, didn't even say no thank you. They just ignored me like I did not exist. And over the years, our paths have continued to cross and we've connected through mutual friends on Facebook. Her husband uh, is friends with a friend of mine from high school, the same one that got me on Disney+. Plus. So, you know, we continued to develop our relationship beyond the confines of direct sales 
And then she reached out to me to be on her show not too long ago, Work From Your Happy Place. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. We had a chuckle <laughs> off offline. We had a chuckle about the crickets that I got in those early, early days, you know, and and we just keep on swimming, right? And like, did, did you know? And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. I was a nobody back then. I totally get it, right? Like, it happens. Just keep swimming. Sometimes celebs are busy. Other times it's a safety or a mental health precaution. One music superstar I know insists that people call them by their legal name unless they are on stage doing work as the persona that they're most famously known for. And if you slip up, you're out the door. And you might think, oh my God, they're being so arrogant or so picky or whatever. But the reality is that their persona and their personal life have been intentionally split for the sake of their mental health. If you roll up on them on the street shouting their stage name, they got to get into character and that takes an emotional toll. Now, I could say a few things about the choices they made there, but that's not my call. They've set up their boundaries in such a way as to keep them safe. And that's the way they've chosen to do that. And we've all heard horror stories about stalkers and other people trying to get close to celebrities only to put them in harm's way. So many folks are leery to get too close or spend too much time with folks that they don't know, like, and trust. Oh, look, there it is again. That KLT factor strikes again. The good news is that for most people, it doesn't require Herculean efforts to build a relationship with them, especially if they're in your local network. It's about being interested in who they are and what matters to them and then connecting with them through that. Yeah, sometimes stroking their ego helps too, but if you're giving just to get, they'll see through you sooner or later. Instead, be genuine, take your time, and keep connecting with folks. Insert your ask when it's appropriate, but keep connecting with folks. And for my introverted friends out there who don't like peopling, (laughs) I get it. You don't have to always be connecting. Again, this isn't about frequency. It's even more important for you to reach through the relationships that you've already built and let them become evangelists on your behalf. Let them be the screen or the filter for potential new contacts. You can't grow your reach without expanding your audience, but that doesn't mean you have to let the whole world into your front door either. And if you want help seeing the network that's already around you, or the opportunity to grow that audience in meaningful ways, I invite you to join me for my special Unleash Your Star Power event that's coming up this month. Details are in the downloadable for this episode in the show notes or at lisarobinyoung.com forward slash unleash. Registration is free. And if you're already a member of our Rising Tide, you can secure your spot with just a couple of clicks. So connect to your local network. Give yourself time to be seen and to build relationships with folks in that network. Ask them to help you expand your reach. Do the work consistently with some level of frequency and be patient while you rise to new levels of stardom in your field. And if you're still wondering about haters and cancel culture, you'll want to join us next time when we take a closer look at what cancel culture vultures really are. Subscribe to the show to be one of the first to get notified when the episode drops, and I sure hope we'll see you there. And until then, for more inspiration and education to help you unleash your star power and own your dreams without selling your soul, come see what's shaking over at creativefreedomshow.com. You know you want to. You know you want to.